RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Silas make Olivier game plans and talk new body options for Benicia. Athena recalls her encounter two months back with Chappie Dusnick, Joel's old-time rival, full-time scamp, part-time Olivier informant. He doesn't like the position he's been put in or the amount of fear he carries around with him now. But the fact that Olivier has been coming after Tuca when Chappie had bargained for her safety after her father's death might have just swung his pendulum into Athena's corner. The camera opens on a sweeping shot of the cityscape of Caldonix. The camera is positioned out over the water of the bay and aimed back towards the city as it pans from right to left. We see the black spire in the center of the city stretching all the way up into the darkness. The bubble submerged beneath the water just outside of the city itself has cascading lights that flicker and reflect off the surface of the water from below, a faux light show. And we zoom in to the edge of the bubble and we see two figures walking along the edge of the waterfront past the piers and the docks as Athena and Silas make their way to Northeast City. And they talk and walk and we see them eventually turn down a side street in the Agriculture District. The Agriculture District has many types of buildings. Most of them have to do with storing and preserving goods. There are some aquaculture labs, not to be confused with the aquarium, for botanicals, growing renewable resources. There are a lot of fisheries as well, because it's easy to keep them and keep track of them, and they're very low maintenance. So this is an area where people frequent, but there's not a lot of foot traffic all the time. And people here are usually working, so they don't stop to ask too many questions or look sideways. Silas leads Athena to the back door of a small warehouse that is located directly beneath the north-south running rail line with one of the stops just slightly to the north. And we watch them enter inside. It's quite dark. There are many banks of fish tanks covering the entire first floor. They go to the back, climbing the stairs to the second, the third floor. 
which apparently houses a very small office and maybe some additional closet space if necessary. But Silas leads you to the end of the hallway where there is a nondescript door to a room that has several extremely complicated locking mechanisms on them. Silas steps up in front of Athena. We don't quite see what it is he's doing. Oh, if you think Athena isn't leaning just a little bit around to take a peek. Okay, go ahead and um, roll me a notice. I, I'm just going to give him a bonus to his stealth here. Okay. Let's see here. I think this gets a four. because I got know, it. I got a three. You're, you're doing it. Well, he rolled a one and a two, oh. but he got a plus. This is, that would have been a tall order. Yeah. He steps inside first, holds the door open, waving a hand in for you, Athena. Oh my, thank you. Of course. The door swings closed behind you. This is literally just like an office. It's got a really comfy looking armchair behind a desk at the far wall, but otherwise it's basically barren. There's a small mini fridge off to the side and maybe even a little cot in a corner. Hmm. And he says, before we proceed any further, do you have any questions or things we need to discuss now? Um, what state is she in? Am I good to, like, I don't want to put the screws to her or anything. I'm just looking for information. No, she's, um, I wouldn't say she's fully recovered because she's still only a psionic imprint contained within a crystal, but I would like to think she's doing quite well. She's cognizant, she's communicative. And you said time is different in there. Like, how how does that work? Well, it's complicated because really it's up to the host, although it, it would be up to her if she had full control over the situation or her own psionics. So that's something I'm still struggling on a bit. Even for me, this is new. I've really never encountered any situation in which a mind was displaced in such a way or removed and placed in a receptacle such as this, especially one that used to be a psionic but no longer is. So it's just jumbled? It's a bit jumbled. Um, I think when she was separated from the spectrum who would go on to be Vi, it interfered with her own ability to control her psionics, and of course she'd experienced extreme physical and emotional and mental trauma from being killed, effectively. Yeah. I'm not judging. So all of that led to her not having control over her own psionics, if they're even active. But as time has passed, it seems that they've started to come back a bit, but she doesn't have full control over them, so... So she is healing? Possibly. I don't know if it's that she's healing, or if it's they were there and she didn't have the ability to reach out to them before, because she lost a part of herself. The main road was removed, but she found an access tunnel. Huh. It just takes longer and it's not as efficient. Is that a fair analogy? <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure. And of course, it could be residual runoff from my own presence. Quite a powerful sound. I don't know if you know that. He says, pushing his glasses up. Oh, I, I, could, I couldn't quite hear that. <clears throat> I said I'm a very powerful sound. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see me flex my brain? Can you? He squints at you very hard. Wow! <laughs> she says, reeling back. Yes, be careful. Bound to give someone a headache, if not myself. Hmm. 
Oh, shit. I did want to talk about Veal till we got to another safe spot. If you're invisible, it's probably fine if you're walking around on the streets, but I wouldn't, like, just go out and about too much until that's under control. Noted. I appreciate your concern and the heads up. But I don't know how he's tracking people. Like, he can probably just see their signatures, I would assume. That would be the most likely explanation if his sole purpose for existing is hunting down and killing people like us. Yeah. One would need a way to track them, and if he's not capable of doing it, then he would need someone or something to assist him. Don't know what that would be. But as far as a new body, I don't want to count my eggs before they're hatched. I think we should talk to the alloy about a new body. Because if we just grab a corpse, that's not great for engendering trust, which is kind of like the whole thing I've been doing. And I think Kuji would be absolutely fascinated. You have met them, whereas I have not. So, of course, I trust your opinion on that. Athena, we find ourselves in many peculiar situations as our worlds seem to change and new things start to happen. I've never encountered anyone in Benicia's situation before. I know she was our adversary, but she's been quite cordial with me, um, all things considering, as I'm effectively a jailer in a way. What what do you intend to do with her? Or to her? I... I just want to help. I didn't, uh... I don't know, you... Sometimes you just wander into a mansion and you have to fight a lady. Then the mansion's on fire and you run away and you stole her brain, apparently. Hmm. It, everything happened real fast, hmm. as it usually does. As it usually does. But I don't know anything about this lady. I know her sister wants me dead, wants many of my friends dead. And she's done a lot of wounds to our culture and city and citizens. Mm. But I want to get her a new body. I never want to have to hurt people. I admire your capacity for empathy, especially in those that you've come to blows with. I would also like to get her a new body. Yeah? Yes. I think it would be cruel to exist in such a fashion for all time. And I don't believe she wishes to die. Athena looks off to the corner of the room. Just... Silas puts a hand on your shoulder. I didn't. I'm sorry. I was thoughtless. Not. I'm sure that... I'm sure if you are willing to assist her in backtracking on certain semi-permanent circumstances... Yeah, I've never been able be to do that before. <laughs> amenable to answering your questions or assisting in some fashion. I don't know that she's overly fond of her sister, but it is her sister, and they did grow up together on the surface in somewhat dire circumstances from what I've gleaned. How dire? You would have to ask her. But she started from the bottom, and they worked their way up. Ladders built out of bones. It's very macabre, but accurate. She extends her hands. Yeah. yeah, he turns to walk towards the desk as he says that and sort of like waves a finger in the air, but is not looking at you. Where you got her in the mini fridge? 
she walks over and opens it up. Is no. there anything good in there? There's some containers of water, a little packet of some sort of multicolored gummy candy. She quietly grabs the crinkly bag. Called Gombas. Gombas. <laughs> gummy Dumbas. I love it. Can I have some of these? He... They don't gotta fuck me up, are they? He had been leaning down beneath the desk, but straightens back up to look at you at the crinkling noise. And he pauses for like a full five seconds and he says, don't eat them all. Okay. Athena, don't eat them all. I'll shake some in my hand. That's all. <laughs> she, she shakes a lot into her hand. <laughs> Silas, I don't have a job anymore. Please let me eat some gombas. You'll, I thought you had a position. You're the frequency. Yes? It's a title. I don't have a paycheck. I thought you were working for the Alloy. I'm working adjacent to the Alloy. Athena, you need to be paid somehow. Do I? Uh, well, if you can't afford to buy your own gombas, then yes. Mm. I'm just a little light in the pocket. How do you afford rent? Marv is very kind. I see. Well, perhaps that's something you should bring up with the Alloy? Or <laughs> I'm sure something could be worked out out as far as I didn't we could I, 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 I got Pantheon I don't I don't want to be on Roth's plate oh, yes, you have Pantheon what are you talking about you don't have money well, I'm reinvesting you gotta invest in business to keep it growing especially up to the 10 year mark well, what I've heard is that most businesses uh, do not turn a profit until five years deep and I believe you've been in this for longer than five years so logically speaking according to that statistic you should be turning a profit yeah. But I suppose Ascendant could be cutting into those margins as well. Mm-hmm. Her face is pinched around the gombas that she has in her mouth. <laughs> Suzette Olivier proves her thorniness once again. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go. Well, he reaches beneath the desk and you hear a couple of beeps and then a loud metallic clunk and then another scraping of metal on metal and he reaches down and hefts up a small pedestal that is nestling this crystal in the middle and you notice that the swirling energy in the crystal now is this cloudy white that has these traces of soft green in it it was definitely all white last time i saw it yes i believe it was have you been loaning out your friend not intentionally Uh could have something to do with it then that's the only thing that makes sense to me I mean, I've been connecting psionically. It could be that my presence is rubbing off in some way. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how the process of... D- help me out here. What what are we... The terminology. Oh, prismae? Creating a new prismae or passing along fragments. I've, I don't know how it works. I've never... I, logically speaking, again... It's it's a fragment, it's a seed, so it has to come from somewhere, which means it's coming from the whole, which means the whole is diminished. I haven't been in a position where I've wanted to, you know, diminish pieces of myself in that way, and I would never want to do so without consent, of course. I think I there's some precedent. It, why isn't it a good idea? To give this woman a power that we don't, if she can be trusted. Oh, I thought you meant on the whole. Probably not a good idea. Well, it's a work in progress. Ain't it just? 
Can you roll me a notice, actually? Yes. The top of the desk here actually does have just a lot of shit on it. What kind just of like, shit? Oh, let's see what you notice. I'll Benny that. Okay. That's worse. I'm going to Benny it one more time. Okay. Yeah. Five? There's newspapers, just like random documents. There's a financial statement. The thing that catches your eye is you notice buried beneath some of the other stacks of paperwork and other items here, there is a very specific type of brown folder that you recognize as being regulation records, and more specifically, regulation records that are usually affiliated with the medical division, and even more specifically, coroner report type stuff. Oh. Athena, without even thinking, picks it up. Force a habit. Sorry. She says, still flipping it open actively to read it. He reaches out a hand. He doesn't, like, actually try to stop you, but there's a moment where he's just like... (sighs) Are you allowed to take these out of the spire? I'm the Oculus. But are you allowed to take these out of the spire? If I deem it necessary. Well, then it should be fine if I read it. it. Yeah, it's already open. (laughs) It's a coroner report from a corpse that was brought in, a deceased individual, someone that hasn't yet been identified. It's effectively a Jane Doe. Hmm. And there's pictures and the cause of death, I think it says, was like an aneurysm. Hmm. A relatively plain-looking woman. She looks like somebody who could be, like, distantly related to Pavi, even. Like, there's some, like, very vague similarities or resemblances there. Are they in Nikir? No, I think it's more just, like, color palette. Like, Hmm. she has terracotta skin and the face shape. Athena's mouth pinches up to the side when she realizes what she's looking at. Folds it back shut. Sorry. Oh, yes, well, it's just a report. Looks like it's pretty recent, too, like from the last couple of days. Brought it all the way out here, though. I did. I'm often on the move. But you've been delegating so much recently. That's partially true. He says, still futzing with things behind the desk and positioning the crystal. Then just kind of stays there, leaning on the desk, waiting for you to be done or be ready. How long has it been on ice? What does the report say? I didn't want to look anymore. I see. Several days, I think. Three, four, maybe. Time's probably of the essence, huh? Pinches his lips and looks to the side. (sighs) Could be. As an option. But I wasn't lying when I expressed possible concerns. Especially on untreaded ground. Hmm. For whatever it's worth, if somebody saw this person that they used to know walking around with a new lady in her, I might fuck him up a little bit. Yes, I'm aware. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) You watch him fidget for a minute as he looks like he's about to speak and then clenches his teeth and... Thank you for... Thank you. For what? I don't know, being understanding, not... (laughs) Jumping down my throat immediately. Why would I? This lady's dead. That's why um, I was looking into Jane Doe candidates to potentially avoid the situation you were describing. I don't wish to cause undue stress to anyone, and I know that it could be seen as a form of perversion to reappropriate the physical body of another, even if discarded or broken. I'm just not sure how it works. I think Shadow Man jumps in and out of people. I think 
I think the one I saw was dead, but I'm not sure. But there'd have to be some kind of power source, like some inherent Cory that's running this body, because, like, I don't know. I'm not sure either. I've never done this. I've never attempted it. I don't know if it's even possible. Is this kind of thing we only get one shot at? I don't know. I've never... I, I don't know any of these answers, which is one of the reasons the situation is both extremely interesting and difficult, and why I'm being very cautious with how we proceed. Because I don't want to promise her anything I can't deliver. I don't want to... I don't want to manipulate her, Athena. I think she's had enough of that from what I've heard. I'm not an altruist, but I don't wish to manipulate her to use her against her sister, even after everything I've been through. But it would be very advantageous if we had her on our side. She was at least cooperative. If we could give her something tangible that she wants. Freedom. An escape, even temporary. Should I even go in there? Would I, would I just upset her? No, I think she would enjoy your presence, if only for a time. You did say you would see her tomorrow. That's true, I did. Should I bring a brain present? That should be your first psionic lesson for me, how I make that shit. Does she like wine? She does like wine. She was drinking it the first That's time you... That's right. Well, I suppose the second time you met. Yeah. She likes wine. She's interesting that she's lived on both the high and low end. There's certain pleasures you don't forget from growing up on the streets. Hmm. Perhaps you share an affinity for greasy food. I got something. Okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> he smiles and considers you for a moment. You know, anyone could find a solution. I think it would be you. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she says after a heavy beat of silence. Let's find out together, shall we? She puts her hand on the crystal, but mm -hmm. closes her eyes. Silas places his hand on the opposite side of the crystal, and we watch the image swim and twist and fade as the colors spiral down to an incandescent point on the crystal. And then the screen goes black. And then there's an explosion of white. Blinds you for just a moment before... The scene starts to fade back in once more. And here in the mental scape, you can feel the physical aches of your body fall away. No longer concern pressing the back of your mind. Mm. The scene that fades in around you is the same hallway of a rinky-dink apartment building that you loaded into the first time you came here. It's very Spartan. There's a single bulb above you casting maybe not the most welcoming light. There are no other doors in the rest of the hall except the large faux wooden one in front of you. You didn't change this light bulb for? Eh, she's handy. She can do it herself. She wants to. It might surprise you to learn that she doesn't really spend time out here. That would not surprise me. Are you ready? Can I roll smarts to see if she can make the thing she wants to make? Yeah, absolutely. Would there be any penalties? What are you trying to make? Uh, a little snack. A little sneaky snack. Mm, let's do a minus one because you're... Minus one. You're not, like, new at this, but you're also kind of power goobery right now, so... Yeah. A four. Excellent. What is the snack that Athena manifests? Athena's got both of her hands together like she's holding a baseball bat out in front of her. Her eyes shut real hard. Probably looks like an entire goon trying to do this. But when she opens them, she's holding an Olara culinary treat. A meat tornado. 
She fucking loves these little bad boys. Cone of dough swirled around in, you know, a tornado shape, Mm -hmm. just stuffed with every kind of meat. Whatever the butcher had, they don't care. They just put it in there. Mashed potatoes too, right? (sighs) Oh my God. Maybe this one does have mashed potatoes. Some crispy tofu sprinkles on top. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. While Athena's there concentrating, Silas is standing off to the side and says, just center yourself, focus your energy, concentrate your thoughts into one point until it manifests into what you imagine. And then when it happens, he says, very good. See, you're natural. You've done this before, but um, does it feel different? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Huh. I hope it tastes good. (laughs) Sample it yourself and then imagine that it reforms itself. No, I'll take my chances. (laughs) What did you imagine it tastes like? Did you think about your memory of the meat tornado? Yeah. I definitely know that it's called that, obviously. She was whispering under her breath, meat tornado, meat tornado, meat tornado. Yes, do you... You have a very powerful memory when it comes to food. I do. So I expect you remember what it tastes like. I probably baked it in. Pun intended. If you were thinking of it, then that's likely true. And when she tests it, it will... Because we're all somewhat psionically linked in this space. She, I'm sure, knows we're here right now, by the way. Probably. I don't want to be rude. Of course not. Do you want to go in first? Mm. I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. It's not a problem. She says, scuffing her foot. Silas knocks on the door and he says, Isha, hello, we're here. Hello. Athena gets in his eyeline and mouths, Isha. Roll me a notice. Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Nine, okay. That's a raise. He definitely side-eyes you for a second, and his expression is somewhere between a smirk, chagrined, and sort of just like a sideways shrug, like, "Eh, what do you want from me? (laughs) Athena has to stop herself from casually taking a bite out of this food in front of her to not be awkward while Mm. waiting. Not a moment later, there's a response. You can hear it loudly, like it's coming from all around you. Yes, I know it's you. You know that you have an open invitation to come in whenever you want to. He opens the door and it is the same apartment that you entered before. The one that had been previously exploded in Southwest City and recreated. But this time, there are only three sides to the room. And the fourth side of the room, the wall is is just gone. It still opens to Caldonics as a city. It's bustling with more activity in the background. Things are happening, not right where you guys are. And even from a glance here, you can tell that like it's not a perfect recreation of Caldonics or anything like that. And a lot of changes have been made. It looks even like it's been mushed together with parts of Olera in terms of like architecture and where things are and stuff like that. But there's also just a corner of the city that is actively on fire. <laughs> Everything is on fire. And Benicia is lounging in a hammock right by the edge, looks up from a very overlarge book, like an old tome or something. And she just looks up over uh, and sees you guys. Her skin is a shade of sepia. She has freckles, a slight frame. She's got vel eyes, which you can't see too well from here. But you do notice that her hair, which had previously been short and light brown when you briefly met her in life, and then had been more like a white gray when you met her in here, it is still shades of that white gray, but it does now have streaks of lighter green. It's it's more feathery, it fluffs out a little bit, and it's more like the tips. Do you still have a bun? No, so it's more down. 
She's wearing a crop top and jeans, lounging in this hammock, swinging back and forth a little bit. Uh, when she sees you walk into the room, she pauses without stopping looking at you, folds the book, and gets out of the hammock. Oh, is it tomorrow already? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, I figured you were probably set on wine, but I brought you that I, I guess I, I made it for you. Oh, you made me something. She holds out the meat tornado kind of sheepishly to this lady what she murdered. <laughs> She's barefoot. She walks over to you. She definitely seems to have more of her posturing personality back. It's not like arrogant or haughty, but she's got some self-confidence, you know. She walks over and examines your gift for a moment and then looks up to you and says, And why are you bringing me a gift now? Because, but, because you let, let me come and come and come over. Isn't it rude not to bring gifts when you come visit somebody? She when says I'm... with gritted teeth. She arches an eyebrow, clearly enjoying you squirming, and says, That might be the case under normal circumstances, but I wouldn't say this is my place so much as my prison, yes? Uh, so you're bringing me my meal, is that it? Is this my last meal? No. Are you here to finish the job? What a lovely wall you've knocked out! Oh, yes, Walking over, trying to get her to take it. She, she does take it as you guys walk over, and she stands holding this large meat tornado as she leads you over to the wall there. And as you get closer, you can see that there's just like a giant fucking slide that goes from the window here and just spirals down to the city below. Athena can't help herself. She just finger guns at that and says, that is sick as hell. I got bored. Was it fun? I like it. Hmm? I mean, I can just imagine myself back up here, but I have to occupy my time somehow. And the time seems to move very strangely. It's not always easy. You have this lovely fire to keep you warm, she says, looking over at the district that is ablaze. Hmm. You know, I just thought it looked pretty. Or maybe it's because one of the last things I saw was a forest on fire. It's hard to tell. Was the whole forest a fire? I don't think so. She turns to look at you, watches you for a moment with an arched brow, and then very slowly takes a bite of her meat tornado. Athea puts her hands up. All I'm saying is, all I set on fire was the mansion. Could you roll me another smarts to see how good your meat tornado is? Yeah. Because you, you successfully made the thing, but... That's a five. five minus one is a four. Okay. She takes a bite, chews for a moment, and then nods, chewing and swallowing. Acceptable. Oh, good. So, um, to what do I owe this most esteemed pleasure of your company? Well, I promised I'd come back and see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So this is a tomorrow. Sure, you didn't specify which tomorrow. It's yeah. It's a natural it's... assumption that it would be the next day. Uh, it was just tough on account. I got exploded, and then I was in the hospital for a couple of my tomorrows, and then, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> time makes fools of us all. <laughs> Hanging to life, it's so difficult, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's how, tough. how hard for you? Uh, yeah, Troya blew me up. I don't know if you knew him. Troya? Now, she says, taking another bite and chewing. He was the one who... Um, um, sorry, so rude of me. Troya was one of uh, Strickland's suppliers, so you took him out, eh? Yeah, more or less. I see. But yeah, we, we almost kind of did that in tandem taking out. But it, it wasn't like a date or anything. It was, it was very explosive. 
She takes another bite and side eyes to Silas, clearly like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? <laughs> Silas nods to her in like a, not a comforting way, but like an affirmation, just puts a hand up like she's she's cool. Thank Christ. Yeah. And she sort of bobs her eyebrows like, whatever. Being this close, you see that her vel eyes with the vertical cat-like slits are still white, like they were the mm. last time. So that hasn't changed. So, um, welcome to my humble... Whatever you want to call this. What do you want? I was just hoping to have a chat, maybe? How lucky that we're already speaking. I couldn't be more honest when I say I have no way I could possibly be other than here right now. Or into the foreseeable future until you either shatter my crystal or get me somewhere else. I can't really control that, can I? It's fair. Is it? Uh... Hmm. Venetia starts to walk back to the other side of the room where a punching bag materializes anchored to the ceiling and then she takes the meat tornado throws it off to the side it starts to fly but then it catches itself in midair and just floats there rolls her shoulders and goes up to the punching bag to prepare to hit it holds her hands out boxing tape just appears and starts to wrap itself around her hands she positions herself and starts to beat the fucking shit out of the bag Athena sits very properly, upright, down on, I don't know, a, a poof, an ottoman. There's a couch off to one side and you go to sit on the ottoman. Let me make a pull here. Can you roll me a notice? Uh, that's a 14. 14. Okay, well, she got an 11. She's boxing. Mm-hmm. But as she sees you go to start to sit down, she starts to reposition herself to follow you and be able to keep you in sight. And she is very specifically watching for when you're about to sit down. Athena wiggles her hand to see if the couch is actually there. When you do that, it is, yeah. She chooses to pace instead. <laughs> and this moment is <laughs> Athena tests the couch and you're like looking at Benicia and yeah. you guys are watching each other and she tries to give you nothing, but like you can you can watch her watching you about to sit down and then you decide to walk away. Yep. And she... Oh, I'm sharp. You got to watch out for that. I have felt how sharp you are. That's true. The chain from the bag rattles as she lands blows into it. It's like a three-hit combo, and then she does a roundhouse kick. <sighs> the meat tornado floats closer of its own accord, and she takes a bite out of it and floats away again. Your sister has been up to quite a lot of trouble. I was wondering if you would help me understand why she is the way she is, maybe... Be cool, you. She I'm says, gonna, looking uncomfortably at Silas. I'm gonna give you a Benny just for your your portrayal of how deeply anxious and unsettled <laughs> Athena is throughout this entire scene, which I think is just She's vulnerable. so nervous. Well, yeah, obviously. Silas purses his lips at you, but doesn't say anything or help. Manisha pauses and looks over at you. My sister has been up to trouble, you say. That doesn't sound like her. What kind of trouble? kind of setting the city metaphorically on fire. Not quite as pretty as the one you have over there. Uh, trying to kill a bunch of people I know, including Silas, on a semi-regular basis. Oh? Kind of kind of hoping to figure out a way to make that stop. Interesting. And you think that I can help you with this by helping you to understand her so you can what, probe for weaknesses and test the waters, that sort of thing? Yes? I just don't want to jump into stuff half-cocked. 
because I don't have enough information. Uh, I'd really like to... I'd really like to not have to do that anymore. Hmm. And um, what are you planning on doing with my sister to stop her? We both know I can't just ask nice and she'll stop. No, I don't think you can. You want to kill my sister? I don't want to have to. I think she is doing her job, but I know she has a personal bone to pick with some of you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> my nephew. Why should I? Why should I help you? Why should I tell you anything? What have you ever done for me? Aside from leave me at all rot. I'm lucky Silas is as kind as he was. I mean... I... I don't know, Benicia. This is weird. This is a weird situation. This must be very difficult for you. Yeah, it is. Mm. I want to help you. I want to fix what I fucked up. She says with big arms. Truly. No one would appreciate that more than I would. Let me tell you. From personal experience. But... Do you think that can be fixed? Just undone? What does that even mean? How? If you think some pretty words are going to fix everything and make it all better, I truly don't know what to tell you. I can get you a body. Benicia pauses in her pummeling to turn to you and puts one of her wrapped fists on her hip and looks to you with an arched brow. And then she looks over to Silas and crooks her head. And Silas is looking at you in surprise, but then looks back to Benicia and shrugs a shoulder a little bit. I have been doing some research into possibilities as we'd previously discussed. If Athena says that she's willing to help or do it, then you can trust her. You can believe her. She's not a liar. Not, not really. Well, she's... Selective when necessary, but she won't betray you. She won't stab you in the back as far as that's concerned. I give you my word on that. I'm in a kind of unique position to be able to get you um, something pretty good. Potentially very cool. But, you know, I, I just wanted to talk to you. I don't know. Sorry if that sounds dumb. Sorry if it wasn't tomorrow. I was kind of a little occupied. She doesn't touch on that any further specifically. So, you help Sai get me a new body. I give you what you want. Is that what you're asking? Are we talking terms now? I mean, it's not like a tacit agreement as, as, as such. She says, trying to think of how her grandma would say this stuff. What assurances do you have? that I would even give you accurate information before I'm out of here. I don't have any. I would request that if we enter into some sort of agreement that we all act in good faith and do our best to adhere to the, the letter and spirit of the agreement. Benicia rolls her eyes. Did you ever notice he gets fancy with his words when he's uncomfortable? I do that too. You know fancy words? You would be surprised. Would I be. own a dictionary. Oh, my. How the times change. That was very eloquent. What is this body? How? Tell me about it. Tell me about the process. It, it is it would... even possible? Uh, yeah, it is. We have options. Options? I do like options. 
how do you feel about bodies that might not be as organic as uh, the one you used to have? Go on. Like, I'm not just talking about a lot of augments or anything. Yes, on waiting to hear more. A custom job runs on Corey, not viewed too favorably topside, but I assume will run like a son of a bitch. Is synthetic form. More or less. She rumples her nose and looks to Silas. And he again shrugs a shoulder. It is an option. Some new information has come to light because of Athena. She brings this to me, to us, to you. A potential avenue, a solution. The only other potential solution that I've been able to come up with is a replacement organic body, which is a bit more difficult for a number of reasons, as I think you understand and know already. Which he nods slightly at. Sounds like maybe they've had a similar conversation in the past. Mm-hmm. Benicia steps away from the bag now, and she's got a bit more of a, a spring in her step. She walks over towards you, a couple feet away still. She waves her arm in an arc through the air, cuts it to the right, and in her hand, the air shimmers for a moment, and then there's this gleaming silver rapier that appears, and she swishes it down in a deft motion, and you hear the air sliced. And she stands with relaxed posture, and the blade is pointed down towards the ground, but aimed in your direction. Why don't we spar while we speak? Athena nods dumbly, like, I would love to do anything with my body right now. Yes, thank you. I find that I think better when I'm in emotion, which is unfortunate because I was set up as an assistant. God, that must have been frustrating. It was a ground-level position. I was undercover, of course. Mm. She swings the rapier through a couple of flourishes that, like, obvi- a rapier is a piercing weapon, it's not a slashing yeah. weapon, so she's just showing off right now, but she twirls it and then leans back on her back foot, and her right foot is perpendicular to her back foot, aimed forward, and she holds her right hand out, palm up, holding the blade towards you, so it's sort of like lounging in her hand, and she holds her left hand out to the side. A somewhat relaxed posture, like, this looks very familiar to her. Can Athena grab for the hilt on her belt and extend it into her blazing quarry sword? Flips it like a cool kid in the air, and when she grabs it again, it's like a rapier. As she grabs it, it slowly melts into metal up to the tip. Like a rapier point. I like that. That's cool. Do I have to roll something for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what am I rolling for that? Smart. Same thing, yeah. Just to see how cool you are. Is it with a minus one still? Yeah. I failed. (laughs) (laughs) So you throw it up in the air and it swings back down and cuts off your arm. Wait, no, I want this to work. I'll spend a Tuka. She's so good at not cutting off arms. Fuck. There's a six. I'll I'll keep it. I'll I'll count it. That's fine. Six. You pull off your cool kid maneuver with no problems. Benicia gives you an inclination of her head and she swishes the rapier one more time and her eased posture becomes a little bit more tense. Athena is less tense now. She eases into something more relaxed and waves the tip about in the air and says, I don't know how to fence. On guard. Why, Pekko? I don't know if we sound extra crisp today because we both have new microphones. Here we are, coming at you fresh. I'd like to say thank you to some patrons who helped us afford these 
brand new microphones. I would like to say thank you, especially to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, and Nakoda. Thank you all so much for being here. And thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, and Davriel. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and supporting us and your continued interest. Yeah. (laughs) Is it burgeoning? Is it burgeoning? Does your interest burgeon? It's burgeon. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to burge. (laughs) Pardon me while I burge. It's an incubus joke. Oh, that's why I didn't get it. It's It's a... a musical artist from who's especially popular in the late 90s early mid 2000s if y'all would like to join these ranks of storied patrons is that a thing is that cool i mean they're included in our stories yeah so we're telling stories about them storied patrons they're all very cool people yeah that is a true story story the end to be continued it's true it's true we didn't make it up it's true It's, it's fact it's fact you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And you can find us online at RPG for you and me.com. I should probably put some art on the website, but that's not a concern currently. I should probably go through and update shit because I probably haven't touched it in Eight. a year or two. Oh, uh, yeah. Find a bad idea. Our music this week was by Crockett and Waveshaper. Crockett, you can find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.bandcamp.com. Waveshaper you can find at Waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter and Waveshaper1, the number one, dot bandcamp.com. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. We're still guests on A Night of Shreds and Patches, so if you haven't checked them out yet, there's really uh, no better time than right now. We just recorded what will probably be the last episode that we're in for a while, at least. The, the, the arc came to a close in a very cool, cool way. way, I think. So yeah, check it out. There's a bunch of episodes. Yeah, they're That's they're like good. halfway through their season two right now. It's pretty like, good content. Don't mind if I say so myself. What you're missing is the sound of Kira buffing her nails on smug suspenders. I don't think I did that. Well, that's that's why like, they're missing it because it didn't happen. It's it's fiction. That's <laughs> it never happened. Misleading. 